all the latest updates on your local and regional sports. This is Sports Talk on 92 WICB Ithaca. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another episode of WICB Sports Talk, your home for the latest sports news, scores, and storylines from the Ithaca area. I'm your host, Tom Morrow. Tonight, we take a look back at some stories from Ithaca golf and baseball. Lucas Jaffet sits down with Mary Gersek and Blake Katzman, talks with Colin Shashadi of Ithaca Baseball to discuss their inter-squad World Series. Jaden Becker will also speak with Matt DeSimplis of the Ithaca College football team following their victory over Rochester. Now to our first interview of the evening. Lucas Jaffet sat down with Mary Gersek to discuss the Ithaca golf season so far as well as her individual performance. So I'm with Mary Gersick of the of women's golf team here at Ithaca. Uh, Mary, thank you for, for joining me. For the, uh, the women's golf team just finished their season, uh, the fall season, uh, and uh, just wanted to talk to you a little bit about that. Um, so now that your Ithaca College golf journey is complete, can you kind of touch on what you've learned along the way and how have you grown since you first joined the team freshman year to now? Yeah, um, that's a great question because I think in your four years, you learn so much more than just about your sport. Like, I feel like I've grown a lot as a person in regards to like time management skills and just overall, um, you know, how to act daily in life and how to manage school and academics with golf. But I think when I started my freshman year, I don't think I would have ever thought that I would be breaking 80 consistently um, and, you know, making top 10, top five in tournaments and, um, ultimately being one of the top scorers on my team. So I think just the fact that I was able to improve every year um, was something that I thought was really um, positive in my game. I never really stopped improving. I was able to always lower my scoring average. Um, and I think that that's something I'm really proud of. Good. Yeah, thank you for that. Um, so this season, did you feel an obligation to be a mentor or leader to the underclassmen on the team? And uh, how do you feel about the future of, um, the, the, of the pro golf program here at Ithaca yeah. after you leave? Yeah, I, well, I'm a future like educator and I worked with kids the whole summer and I really value um, like leadership and mentorship because I think as a younger player, like in high school, I always looked up to my you know, like older teammates. And I really wanted to help the younger kids as much as I could because knowing what it was like in that position, I wanted to be that person that I like would have wanted to have and like what I did have. So I just wanted, I always try to lead by example and with my, you know, the way I play and practice and, um, you know, just overall act. Um, so I definitely, made that a priority to make them feel comfortable. And the freshmen did really well this year, which I was really happy about. Um, but overall, I wanted them to feel like well acclimated to the school and help them out. Um, mm -hmm. And then the, the other question was future of the program. Yeah, just like the future of the golf team uh, after, you, after you leave, like going to the next few years. Yeah, I mean, I think that the program leaving it, we've, I, it's very positive. I think in the past four years, We've been able to um, make a name for the program. We won the Liberty League in 2021. And then we went to the national tournament um, in Michigan. We got to play there. So we got to play against, you know, the top Division three teams um, in the country. 
and um, our last tournament we won and then our first tournament we, we won as well and I think throughout my four years we've been able to like make a name for ourselves based on how we played which I'm really proud of and I think that people know you know the golf team a little more now because we've been able to put up some numbers which is cool. That's great that's that's, that's just really nice to hear. Um, mm -hmm. I just wanted to uh, jump into the coaching staff a little bit. Uh, Keith Batson and uh, Caitlin, Keith Batson and Caitlin McGrinder were your coaches, mm -hmm. I believe, right? If I got yes. that correct. Uh, can you talk about your relationship with them and how they helped improve your performance as a golfer, both uh, on and off the green? Yeah, um, starting with Caitlin, she was um, a part of the team all four years with me. So having her be a grad assistant this year um, was actually really helpful because you know, as the difference between high school and college is you're in high school, your uh, coach isn't allowed to help you or talk to you when you're out playing. And then in comparison to college, when you're out there every couple holes or whenever your coach sees you, they can help you, you know, read putts or like uh, help you with shots or Caitlin really um, was more of a like mediated my emotions kind of like when I'd see her she'd kind of like like how's it going or whatever and just kind of relax you because I think that's important with golf so she was really great with that um and she's very helpful throughout the season and um my coach he's um he's a PGA professional so throughout my four years he definitely helped me um with my golf swing and um definitely my short game he has a lot of knowledge about <laughs> the golf game so that was really nice and he's really good at um kind of you know working with each player and seeing where they need help and for the past couple I'd say year I haven't needed any swing help so he's kind of like laid off a little bit and just let me you know do what I need to do and if I need help I'll reach out so I think he does a good job of you know knowing when the player needs help or not and not you know, over giving too much advice or swing thoughts if they're not needed. Because I think with golf, it's so individual. Um, and if you have too many opinions coming at you once, it's like not necessary. So I think that's something he's good at. Great, great. And um, just to kind of go off of that question, um, just to talk about your teammates for a second over the past few years or this year, uh, how do you how do you how do you guys support each other or how do you girls support each other on a on a uh, on, an, on a day to day basis and how does that continued relationship and com camaraderie help make everybody a better golfer? Yeah, I think it's that's another interesting question because golf is such an individual sport, right? And right. of course, we're competing as a team along with the individual aspects. So you're competing against yourself and the field, but also you want to have a good team score to rank. So. I think it could be, it can be hard at first to like find that perfect dynamic, but I think we've done a good job, especially over the past season to really, you know, we put team first and then, and then ourselves, which I think is um, something that is really important, especially like in an individual sport. Um, and, you know, if someone has a bad day, we're like, you know what, you know, it's fine. You'll get them tomorrow. And like, if someone has a good round, it's like, great job, you know, like, that's awesome, because we're all competing for one uh, collective goal, I guess, and then you're also competing individually, which is, like, also really fun, so, like, for example, over the weekend, we won first place, we actually had our, um, 
program record cumulative score over the weekend, which I think I told you about, but basically the program record over two days, we shot 313, I think twice, both days. Um, and that was a program record. So like that felt really good to leave it there. And the fact that, you know, we all went out there and shot for our team and were able to make that happen is like really positive. Um, but I think it's really important in golf to support each other because it can be very frustrating when you don't shoot well or you're not up to your own standards. So being there for each other is something that we've definitely kept in mind. No, thank you for that insight. Um, and uh, just to wrap up here, um, what do you now know or uh, I guess uh, more recognize about the sport of golf that you did not once um, sort of appreciate maybe maybe going back to high school or your freshman year like what has being here in the bomber program made you appreciate more about just the sport as a whole oh um that's a good question I would say in regards to the golf game I think in my younger years of playing I've been playing over 10 years and um you know I started playing just a couple times a year with my dad and my family and then it grew and I obviously became my main sport um I think when I was younger, I would get frustrated more easily when let's say I'd have a bad hole or a bad round and I'd get really discouraged. And now, uh, or even sometimes let's say I double, triple the fourth hole or whatever, I would almost be like, oh, well, I ruined it. Like, you know, now what are you gonna do? Like, and get upset and like have that one hole kind of affect my whole round. And now I'm able to, go into a golf round and expect that there will be mistakes and that's a part of the game and knowing that there's so much golf to play and that not one hole determines your whole score um and for example one of my tournaments this year I shot 46 on the front 36 on the back like I don't I don't let a bad hole or a bad shot affect my whole round which I think is something really positive about my game now where I've grown a lot as an athlete is that I'm able to move past mistakes and go into a round and expect them and that's how you're able to accept them more I guess um that's one thing I think I've learned and improved on um let me think what was the other part of the question there's another part yeah just um I guess anything about the sport uh, that I guess being here at Ithaca specifically has helped you more recognize or appreciate since you since you got here freshman year, um, just the overall uh, genesis of your of your golf perspective, I guess. Yeah. Um, let me think about that. That's a good question. <laughs> um, I mean, I definitely think golf like teaches you so many life lessons in general I mean it's hard to put into words but I mean it shaped me as for who I am today and I think you know you're out there six up to six hours playing it around and then you do the same thing the next day and it's a very mentally draining exhausting sport and the fact when I'm able to accomplish that and actually you know keep improving on my scores I like that brings me confidence into other areas of my life. And, you know, even going into school, like the next week, I'm like, all right, like if I can do that, I can do this assignment or <laughs> whatever the week may bring me. So I think it's definitely 
boosted my confidence because I've been able to prove to myself that I can do things that I couldn't have, that I didn't think I could do previously. Um, and just being a part of like the Ithaca program and just being an athlete here, it's uh, definitely a sense of pride that I hold. Um, you know, representing the school is something I'll always be able to say I did. And I'm very grateful and proud of that. And the fact that I, you know, was one of the top scorers on my team is not to like brag about myself, but I'm just saying like, um, it's something that I would have never thought I could have done in high school or in years before that. So knowing the game of golf has like longevity in life, it's not like soccer, right? I know I'm, it's like, now it's done. I'm, I'm always gonna play golf and I have aspirations to play um, in my future and teach professionally. So it's something that'll always be integrated in my life and it's just one chapter closed. And I know I'll always build off of this, but I'm very grateful that I was able to play here and complete my four years. Thanks, Lucas. And of speaking of that, here's a look at the scores for teams on the South Hill this past week. The nationally ranked number 12 Ithaca Bombers hosted Rochester yesterday and won by a score of 56 to 10. AJ Wingfield threw for 193 yards and four touchdowns on the day. Matt DeSimplicis had a total of 11 tackles on the day and was a monster for that Ithaca defense. The women's soccer team looked very dominant in a 2-0 win over Alfred State. Ithaca dominated the first half holding a 17-0 advantage in shot attempts as they placed 14 of them on target. IC was rewarded with their solid play when they made it 2-0 in the 58th minute. Ithaca now has a six Liberty League games remaining before the postseason. The Ithaca College men's soccer team fell to St. Lawrence last weekend 1-0 in a hard-fought battle. It was an even contest with both teams registering 12 shots each until St. Lawrence broke through in the 71st minute on an own goal by the Bombers. Ithaca drops to 0-1-2 in Liberty League play and 1-5-4 overall. The Ithaca field hockey team put an offensive display against Utica University winning 5-1. The Bombers dominated the Pioneers throughout the game leading in shots 28-4 and shots on goal 18-3. Moving inside, the IC volleyball team returned to action last weekend for a pair of non-conference tune-ups as they were victorious over SUNY Brockport and Nazareth College. The Bombers came out victorious in a back-and-forth first set, winning 28-6. They again won a close set, second set, 26-4. Fighting off a late comeback from the Golden Eagles, a 10-1 run early in, in the third set gave the Bombers a big lead, and they were able to cruise to a victory over Brockport. The Bombers got out to an early 6-0 lead in the first set against Nazareth and never looked back. They dropped the second set 25-23 to even the match, then, the, then they bounced back 25-22 in the third set. The Bombers and Golden Flyers went back and forth in the fourth set and then wound up winning 29-28. Let's now take a look at our second story of the evening. Blake Katzman got to talk with Colin Shashadi to discuss the Ithaca Baseball Fall Inter-Squad World Series. Welcome back to Sports Talk. I'm Blake Katzman alongside outfielder Colin Shashadi. Now, you guys, had a, you guys had fall ball, correct? Yeah, we just, we, uh, uh, we just finished up uh, really yesterday. So there any promise looking at some of the new recruits? Yeah, I mean, you know, we're, you know, with the guys that were returning, we have a really good squad coming back. Um, the 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 first years that came in, that they, they did a nice job, uh, you know, implementing themselves both from a, a culture standpoint and a 
playing standpoint. So, you know, the, the fall is definitely uh, went really well and we're looking forward to the spring. All right. Well, speaking of the last year's season, you guys had uh you guys were first in the Liberty League with a batting average of three of three twenty five. Um, so with the fall ball, do you guys see any improvement from that? Or um, um yeah, you know it, it's obviously you know a little different when you when you're facing your your, your arms your you know the same arms uh, over and over again. Um, a lot of guys made a lot of improvements. I think. We're definitely a lot hungry, hungrier than you know we've ever been after, you know the, you know the season we had last year. I, I think, um, you know we did a lot of really good things last year, obviously, and and we have a year of experience under our under our belt, and you know not only a year of experience but a year of experience where we went as far as we did to the super regionals. Um, you know we're we we definitely know we can hit. You know that was our obviously one of our, our strong suits, you know, we had a lot of depth too last year. Um, you know, so every, every, every day we were out on the field this fall, it seemed like there was a little bit of improvement every day, which was nice. All right. Well, I mean, other than hitting, I mean, of course it's pitching too. I mean, you guys were second in the Liberty league. Are there any big names out there that you can really throw in, throw into the ring that, you know, are going to make a prowess this season? Um, you know, all, all of our arms are legit. There's no question about that. You know, we, I mean, I saw it this fall, all of, all, all of our arms are, they're dangerous. You know, Kyle Lambert, who set the single season strikeout record for us last year. Um, Garrett Bell, who was our closer and, you know, his stuff is just absolutely electric. You know, he's not a fun at bat to, to go against, you know, Matt Chase is another one. Colin Laner, like those guys, you step on the mound, you know what you're going to get out of them. You know, they, they're, they're our top dogs. But, um, you know, besides that, we, you know, Eddie Rivas is a, is another big name to, to look out for. Um, you know, we have a lot of pitching and it's, it's going to help us tremendously this year. It's good to hear. So, I mean, going back to the freshman part, are there any fresh like are there any notable freshman names that you can really see making a difference on that field? Maybe starting in the fall in the spring season. Um, two guys that really stuck out. I mean, there's there was a lot, but two guys that really stuck out to me: uh, Ethan Dadabo and uh, Landon White. Uh, Landon's a pitcher. Uh, his he's got a, a nasty slider, puts the ball where he wants to. Is you know, I think he could be a, a, a good arm out of the pen for us. And then uh, Ethan Dadabo, he's a catcher. Uh, his bat really sticks out. You know, he, he's in an attack mode every time he's at the dish. You know, you know, obviously being a freshman, it could be tough to acclimate yourself. But he came in, hit the ground running, showed a lot of power. And, you know, I, I think he could make a, a big difference for us this year. All right. Well, I think there. Well, I mean, that's great info. But first off, I think something else you could talk about. I mean, of course, there's the loss last year in the in the NCAA uh, playoffs. But I think something else you could bring up. I mean, of course, this year. I mean, with fall ball, um, you know, with the way you guys are playing right now. I mean, a team that's already a juggernaut in the Liberty League. Do you think there's anything you guys really need to improve on? I mean, there, there definitely. You know, we need to get better in every asset of of the game. We're not. We're not going to be content with what we did last year because you know at the end of the day it's in the past you know once 
you know, opening day comes around, it's a, it's a fresh slate. It's, you know, we're zero and zero, like every other team in the country. So, you know, is there a lot to improve? Yeah, we definitely need to get stronger in the weight room. You know, no question about that. Um, you know, offensively, you know, we, we need to just build off of what we, we've done, um, you know, this fall and really get into the cages in the offseason, just kind of hone in on, on fixing little things and everyone's swaying, um, you know. But I, I think we're obviously a very good team, but there's always room to improve. All right. Well, I mean, well, I mean, that's good to hear, of course. That's first off. But um, so I think something I was really wanted to note on, I mean, of course, you can talk about the outfield. I mean, you're an outfielder yourself, right? Yeah. I mean, there's a decent amount of errors you guys had, but you guys played it well overall. Is there anything in the outfield you guys think are really – like it's definitely notable? So I mean, we're, 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 we're fast outfield. You know, we we have a lot of guys that can that can fly out there and track down, track down balls. Um you know, I think one thing us as a collective outfield we need to improve on is our arm strength, and, and we all know that. Um, but I think one thing that sticks out about our outfield is, you know, we do a really good job of covering a lot of ground out there. And, you know, as a pitcher, that confidence that balls that are hit to us are going to get caught is a, is a large confidence booster. All right. Um. Well, I saw um, – so, I mean, so some of the seniors that you guys lost – did you guys lose any – well, I know you guys lost some notable seniors, but um, I think there's going to be enough makeup for you guys to make the Liberty League uh, playoffs again. What do you guys think on that? I think I think the culture that the seniors from last year put in place um, is going to stick around with us, and it's going to really help us get back to where, where we want to be. I mean – we lost four seniors last year, Brett Budzak, Jason Sarubi, Bud Shirley, and uh, Tim McDonald. Um, you know, some of them played every day, some of them didn't. But regardless of how much playing time they had, the impact that they had was amazing. You know, they were they were vocal leaders, but they also led by example on the field. Um, we're we're going to miss them, even though it's a, it's a small number. Uh, we're still going to miss them dearly. But at the same time, we know that they have our backs still, and you know we're playing to get back, get to Cedar Rapids, Iowa, for the College World Series. Not only for us, but for those four guys as well. So I mean, well, you talked about the culture, and I mean, it's because got a great. I mean, well, we're a dominant force in the Liberty League. Um, you know, how how do you expand? How do you plan on expanding on the culture? You know, bringing forward. You know keep winning, keep moving the train forward? I think, I think it just, you know, it obviously starts from day one in, in fall ball, you know, and you, and you build that culture over time. That culture is not built in one day. You know, I think last year we just really, we bonded really well in the fall, in the winter. Um, you know, we, we took a trip to Florida in March for our spring break trip. And that was really when everything started to, click from a team chemistry standpoint, from a cultural standpoint, you know, we really felt like a family and it wasn't just the nine guys and the starting pitchers that were, you know, carrying the, the, the load for us. It, we really felt that it was, you know, 
27, 33 guys, you know, however big our roster was. I don't remember the exact number, but it seemed, it really felt like everybody had a role and everyone had a part in the success that we had last year. And it was, I think the, the best thing about last year was that everyone understood their role and everyone executed their role to a hundred percent. And it was, it was really awesome to see. It's great to hear. So we're reaching the end of the, um, reaching the end of the interview. I just wanted to thank you so much, Colin. And um, yeah, have a good one, man. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks, Blake. And now look at, at the East Hill over the past week. The Cornell women's soccer team beat Colgate one to nothing. Natalie Mendungo is the second goalkeeper in as many years to earn a shutout in her co- collegiate debut. On Tuesday night at a brisk Syracuse University soccer stadium, eyes around the country may have been opened wider to the number 22 ranked Big Red squad as Cornell upsets number seven Syracuse two to one. The Big Red quieted the crowd early as Cornell jumped ahead in the 13th minute thanks to Syracuse's own goal. Connor Drought played a cross from the left flank inside the eight-yard box, which pinballed off a Syracuse defender and their goalkeeper, Russell Shealy, before the, before the ball slowly crossed the goal line. The Cornell field hockey team fell to Penn 2-0 at Marsha Dotson Field on Friday. The third period brought the first goal of the match when Penn was awarded a penalty stroke. The penalty stroke was scored by Grayson Banks. Penn found the bank found the back of the net again less than five minutes into the fourth quarter when Quaker Megan Ward tipped in a ball from Sophie Friedman. The Big Red battled for chances, but but Penn's defense kept Cornell scoreless through four. Now throwing it to Ithaca football, WICB sidelines reporter Jaden Becker was able to chat with the MVP of their match against Rochester. (laughs) Jaden Becker, 9-2 WICB Sports Talk here with Matt DeSimplicis. Great job and a fantastic game. 11 total tackles and a sack for you on the afternoon. Saw some adversity in the second quarter. How was this team able to bounce back? Yeah, you know, uh, letting up 10 points that bites at us, I think that's kind of just going to motivate us to keep getting better. Uh, I think we responded well in the second half. Shout out to the day. And the defense doing a fantastic job coming out of that halftime locker room. What was the message by Coach Turper and Coach Warner? It's kind of just like, we're going to be all right. Let's just get back to our original game plan and play the way we've been playing and it should. That bounce back attitude. What does it mean to be a dominant force in the Liberty League in this conference? The conference has some strong contenders, but this Bombers team seems to be at the top. Yeah, uh, we have a standard here, and that's playing the best defense we can, running through the ball, hitting people in the face. I uh, lacked for a second, but I think we got back on it in the second half. What are you looking forward to the most throughout the back end of the season here? Now, finally, past week five, over the hump. What are you looking for moving forward? Just taking it week by week. Again, uh, our next opponent, honestly. 100%. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Yeah, Matt, no having a fantastic game. Thanks, Shaden. Now moving ahead to this upcoming week in Cornell Athletics. Cornell will seek its second straight 2-0 start in Ivy League play on Saturday when the Big Red travels to Providence, Rhode Island to square off against Brown. First touch from Stevenson Princeton Field is slated for 4 p.m. Cornell's next match will be on Saturday when Big Red travels to Cambridge, Massachusetts for a 1 p.m. meeting against nationally ranked Harvard. The Cornell field hockey team looks to continue its four-game win streak with a home game against Penn and a away matchup against number 11 Syracuse. The Cornell volleyball team travels to Princeton and Penn in a weekend of road games. On the gridiron, the Cornell football team returns to action on Saturday, October 19th at 1 p.m. when they travel to West Long Branch, New Jersey for a non-conference finale against Monmouth. Let's look ahead to the upcoming week at Ithaca College. Women's soccer 
will host Bard College on Saturday as they will celebrate Senior Day on Carpwood Field prior to the match. Game time is slated for 1 p.m. Field Hockey's next game is at 1 p.m. on October 8th at Troy, New York for an in-conference game against RPI. Next up, the girls' volleyball team will return to Liberty League action when they travel to Skidmore College for a 6 p.m. match on Friday. That will be followed up by a home matchup on Saturday, October 8th against Union College at 2 p.m. The Ithaca College Bombers football team will host the St. Lawrence next week during fall break. Game time will be at 1 p.m. on October 15th. That will do it for this episode of Sports Talk. Special thanks to General Manager of Television and Radio Ops, Jeremy Minard, Sports Director Nicholas Lebrano, and our contributors this evening, Lucas Joffet and Blake Katzman, and Station Manager Connor Hibbard. Be sure to check out at Bombers Radio Net on Twitter and Instagram for all the latest news and updates regarding our coverage of Ithaca College Athletics. I'm Tom Morrow, and have a great rest of your Sunday night. Ithaca Now is coming up.